2: no one told you life was gonna be
3: this way Uh, so (laughs) why are we talking about friends season one episode 10 the one with the monkey you may because I mean
2: there's there's Christmas stuff in the background
3: there is there is it's definitely more of a New Year's Eve episode admittedly definitely but yeah uh, so here's the deal (laughs) for Uh, about a month ago uh, a friend of mine unexpectedly passed and In an effort to maybe cheer myself up, I had been hearing about a podcast that had ended years ago called The Best of Friends, where it's three comedians similar to Gilmore Guys, uh, where they were all rewatching every episode of Friends and doing a podcast about it. So I had the first six seasons of Friends on DVD already, and I thought, okay, well, this is a good enough excuse to actually rewatch those DVDs and then get the last four seasons on DVD. And like, it'll be something that's light. It's easy, easily digestible. So literally when I was struggling to come up with (laughs) something for us to talk about, I was like, I don't know. I'm about to watch that friends (laughs) episode that came out the first season that came out in December. Let's give that a shot.
2: And And I I think we, we gotta, we kind of gotta like explain that. When when you say and we've talked about this before of running out of things to talk about as then like it's hard to kind of tiptoe around the heavy hitters it's, like, and not talk about the heavy hitters when we're quickly when we're approaching the season of heavy hitters and yes. we don't want to for lack of a better term I'm sorry blow our load too soon
3: <laughs> exactly I mean we're about to hit there's gonna be like four four or five weeks of like spooky Christmas stuff. Yeah. And then a whole bunch of the heavy hitters for yeah. two straight months. Exactly. Um, Not, not to even mention the fact that we're going to have to be keeping our, our eyes peeled and our ears to the ground on like new Christmas new stuff, stuff dropping yep. that we, we might want to record extra episodes of yeah. for January and February. And then, you know, like I would say from the October to early march portion it's like okay i know kind of what we can do in that field and even the summer we can kind of find weird summer ones that's like you'll notice we do more music related stuff or we'll do like this that and the other thing but that september and april to may are like they're real tough ones to exactly (laughs) it is is
2: very much like we don't want to talk about something we don't want to waste and i hate saying that but let's be honest guys there's a lot of people that specifically listen to this podcast during those peak Christmas months, which is yeah. totally
3: cool. Thank you for listening. And, Amazing. And, and some of you are listening to this episode now in December. Exactly. Like, you know, like they go through the whole back catalog, but we don't want to be throwing, you know, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer, the the claymation film. In the middle of June. You exactly. know what I mean? Like that's it's it's going to do no one any favors. Exactly. So what is your thoughts on friends? Because I've always been kind of lukewarm to the show, if I'm being totally honest. Actually, that's not true. I loved the show as a kid. Yeah. Around middle school, I stopped watching the show and then I tried to revisit it in college and it just wasn't hitting for me but I had already bought six DVDs. Yeah. <laughs> so um, like I pushed myself through it, but this time I will say that this time that I've been watching it, I've been enjoying it for what it is. Yeah. Like I'm meeting it at the, at the level that it's at, which is like, I told someone one time that I don't think that friends is as funny as some people make it out to be, Yeah. but I understand why friends was as, popular as it was at its time because of how like easily digestible in playing to like the middle of america its humor is and it's kind of the same thing where it's like friends was just kind of the what the big bang theory is now or what like i'm gonna gonna touch on that two and a half men were like you know it's this it's this very easily digestible you could jump in really at any episode and and very quickly understand who the characters are and the jokes don't require a ton of thought versus stuff that you and I lean towards more like in Arrested yeah. Development or a community where yeah. it's like you really need to be like following these yeah. characters story arcs to to truly appreciate it.
2: So Friends to me, which if, if anybody's listening, you're curious and you really want to binge watch Friends, it's the only thing left on HBO Max right now as, they're, as they are just Pulling things off and destroying it and canceling things on yeah. HBO Max. Um, Friends to me was kind of the opposite. I didn't like it as a kid. But again, you got to understand that like as Friends was
3: coming out, I was like seven. Like yeah. I was
2: seven, eight, I was say, nine, I'm pretty 10 sure last old.
3: season aired when I was... Getting ready for college in two thousand four. Yeah, so I would have so been. You would have been in middle school or yeah. something.
2: Yeah. Um. So Friends was up there as a kid, as the same as like Seinfeld. Like I'm like fuck. I don't want to fucking watch this shit. Like this is these are the shows coming on at six, seven, eight o'clock at night. My ass. Uh, this just signals that I'm going to bed and I have to get up for school tomorrow. Like, that's, gotcha. that's, that's it. So I, I didn't like it. I didn't hate it. It just wasn't something I watched. And then I watched a little bit of it. Um, I actually watched a a, a a decent chunk of it um, with an ex of mine. And I, I ended up liking it fine. And, and then I didn't... I, I hadn't seen anything involving Friends for five... 6 7 years and until you were like hey watch this um and I'm going to be honest the, the, there's the the best way I can describe friends is friends is a warm blanket yep that's my thing with friends and with big bang like I have I have <laughs> I have friends like I I really don't want to use I have friends who will sit there and be like fucking Big Bang Theory that that show sucks. Have you ever seen the YouTube video where they take out the laughter track? And I'm like, well, yeah, I, I don't think they made it for us.
3: Like no. like they it was it's not a show for us but it I is enjoy, a show I could
2: totally throw on
3: and, and yeah I I enjoy Friends more than I would enjoy Big Bang Theory for sure or yeah. or Two and a Half Men and but I think Big Bang Theory falls into a different category also because I don't know about you but I was going to hate Big Bang Theory before I had watched a single frame of it because. Yeah. So many people were like, oh, my God, there's this show. You're going to love it. They're yeah. nerdy like Because you. you're nerdy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like, exactly. And, and that they, that was my thing. And that's kind of how my parents were. They were like, yeah, you
3: should watch this show with us because you're into this stuff, too. And I'm like, But then okay. you watch it and you're like, the people who are writing this aren't into this stuff. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. And it shows in, like, every line of dialogue. Whereas, friends, I don't have to worry about that because it's not about something that yeah. I – care about <laughs> so i did the fact that they re- don't know what they're talking about doesn't <laughs> doesn't
2: bother yeah. me as much i did realize like once again as i was watching this that like god laugh tracks do not age well like no. i just, just like they're just such a product of their time and it's so it's crazy the things that they put laugh tracks on that i'm like that wasn't funny like
3: yeah oh god <laughs> why it's, are we it's laughing really bad. at this? so <laughs> So let's go through a little bit of the, the episode. I, I do yeah. think it's worth noting that this was voted the number one best Friends Christmas episode by a couple different polls, which doesn't say a whole lot because, as we've said, barely even a Christmas episode. Yeah. But it <laughs> so starts are off, there
2: other ones? I, like, I don't there, remember. There are
3: other ones, as far as I know. I'm only on season two, so I've still yeah. got eight I more I wouldn't mind going go
2: back. And honestly, like, not... It's not a... Uh... I don't think it's a binge show. It's a background show. Like I think I could like throw it on and be doing other things and just pop my head up and be like, okay, watching
3: it with a podcast is the perfect way to watch it because they do two episodes, an episode like their podcast episode covers two episodes of friends. Yeah. So it's like, I am only on the hook to pay attention for 45 minutes. Yeah. And then I can just go about my day and then listen to their hour discussion of those 45 minutes. And then the next day, I'll watch two more episodes like because you're right. It's not a binge worthy show to me. It's not a show where I'm going to sit there and just like not get off my couch and be like, oh, man, I can't wait to see what happens next. Um, But right out the gate. I mean, if there's any Christmas in this, it's in the first five minutes for sure, because they're fucking stringing popcorn. (laughs) It starts snowing outside. Ugly naked guys hanging up some like stockings and like there's like a bunch of different stuff happening. And then one of the most debated things amongst friends fans was it a good or bad idea to introduce marcel uh ross's pet monkey just 10 episodes into the show
2: <laughs> so i would argue that ross um is the worst yeah is the absolute fucking worst <laughs> in this entire series oh, uh, like he is the most obnoxious
3: He's he manipulative, is he's, he's whiny.
2: Yep. He takes every situation and turns it into an 11. Like I just I could never see myself being friends with someone like that. So here's the problem, though.
3: You're like, I'm Ross. No, <laughs> he is the character that the most people are like Like when they're like, you know what friend you remind me of from friends? I don't it's see always that. Ross. It's. I, I think see that. I think it's because it's it's definitely through my family. Okay. My family sees Ross in me yeah. more than anything. I mean, I guess if the other options are Joey or Chandler, like yeah, like like
2: I'm like in like the, the grand scheme the nation, of these, I
3: guess, so people. like. But uh, like the, the example they always give is the pivot, like the the scene where yeah. they're trying to move it's the couch the and pivot, freaking dude. out and screaming pivot, like that would be me, and that has been me this summer helping Dude, them, every like, time i move something someone has to make a fucking pivot reference yeah well it's not just that i'm not making a pivot reference i just mean straight up like my dad has had three different projects at their house yeah. and i have become matt the foreman on all of them where i'm like walking <laughs> around with the instructions and being like no you're screwing that in wrong <laughs> like yeah. and i'm like I because I am a bit of a control freak in that sense, because I just don't want to have to do it a second time. Like, I yeah. like it's like, get it right the first time I get so that. we don't have to take this shit apart and rebuild it again. Um, so tell me about what is the Marcel controversy? I think it's just that this show, as far as I understand, it's one of those things where it's like this show is supposed to be somewhat grounded in reality. And you're yeah. bringing in a guy. It's a very
2: jumping the shark moment
3: in season so, one. That's like. what I'm saying. Like, that's what people's <laughs> perspective is. Is It's like, I think on, there was a, let me pull it back up. I just saw a review that said it really well. Entertainment Weekly gave the episode a B. So this is at the time that it came out. And said that the yeah. episode introduces a monkey that, and then in quotes, is perhaps Friends' biggest blunder so far. Forcing a comedic mind like David Schwimmer to have to do comedy opposite a, a Simeon is absolutely beneath him. Um, <laughs> That's such a great quote. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. The episode also illustrates the writer's tendency to overplot, such as having Rachel get into a cat fight at the airport. and the multiple mo- That was multiple so fucking lines. weird. <laughs> yeah, and multiple storylines that just never quite gel properly. Still, any episode that gives us a Phoebe center stage is always going to be bumped up at least one grade. Um, and I agree. The highlight of this episode... And I wrote down the lyrics. Is Phoebe Snowman song. song? Yeah, Phoebe Snowman song. <laughs> uh, it was I made a man of eyes of coal and a smile so bewitching. How was I supposed to know that my mom was dead in the kitchen? <laughs> la 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 la. <laughs> Which I think is extra funny because Dylan. This was folk punk before you and I knew what folk punk was. Dude, you're fucking right,
2: man. I would listen to the (laughs) shit out of this,
3: man. I (laughs) would. I would. You throw Harley Poe in the front of that, and I'd be like, "This is the greatest Christmas song of all time." Would you guys talk? (laughs) Yeah. Between that or
2: you need some like witchy vocalist like, yeah. <laughs> and my mom and dad in the kitchen, like as they're fucking playing the acoustic. Dude, so, so
3: good, man. I, so I good. think someone should finish the lyrics to this and absolutely Dude, it's do us. it as like a straight up song. Yeah, Let's I guess we it. could. You and I have the skill set to be a folk punk band, one hundred percent, dude. Which means we <laughs> don't need any at all. No, not at all. But you know what's the other really exciting thing in this episode that I always yeah. forget about? Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria, major major, yeah. major guest appearance from Hank Azaria. Not which, just like shows up with a line. He is the he is a storyline. The
2: storyline. Story <laughs> like, what's so? What's a, insane to me is like I feel like we fast tracked this this storyline that could that i feel like would have had more impact if this relationship had lasted a little bit longer like maybe if we could have brought hank back for like an like a couple episodes but this really went from zero to a hundred in the relationship again we fast tracked the relationship from zero to a hundred and then like oh i gotta leave and i'm like
3: okay yeah, a <laughs> lot of shit is happening over what is supposed to be approximately two weeks. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like if we're assuming, because this aired on December 15th, so if we're assuming that that is when this episode starts off and then takes us to New Year's Eve, like, yeah. that is 16 days. Yep. <laughs> that, that, is, that is two weeks and two extra days of spare change yeah. right there. Like, it's not enough for me to be, like, that invested in, like, Oh no! Not the love of Phoebe's life. Yeah,
0: like, you know, like put down that smartphone and listen to me. I'm Matthew Milligan, professional musician and lifelong Weird Al fan.
1: It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscovered Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free!
3: If you like music and you like podcasts and you like to laugh and you like to learn, you need to immediately subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Each week on the One Hit Thunder podcast, we dive deep into the story and back catalogue of a One Hit Wonder, Band, or Artist. From there,
1: we have a good healthy discussion as to whether they brought the One Hit Thunder, or were nothing more than a One
2: Hit Wonder. We have a huge back catalogue and we've done episodes on everything from Don't Worry, Be
3: Happy, and The Macarena, to King of Wishful Thinking, and Cumbersome. I promise you're gonna love the show more than Jaquan loved getting tipsy, and even more than Bobby Boris Pickett loved making alternate versions of the Monster Mash. Subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your podcasts. The other thing that this brings up is a is an issue that I used to care about a lot more than I should have, which is the New Year's Eve kiss, which I have never had a midnight kiss yeah. in my in my New Year's Eve celebrations. But when I was in college, it was like this bummer, and now I'm just like I don't fucking care. Like fucking
2: cares,
1: (laughs) dude.
3: And like it's to the point where they were all like, "Let's just kiss randos." Like, why
2: would you want to do
3: that? Yeah, they're 25 years old. You should be beyond the like, oh, the pressures of having someone to kiss on New Year's Eve. Yeah, and and like Chandler's kind of a dick.
2: Like in especially in this one where it's like again, like it's brought up that he has invited his ex-girlfriend to this party. Yeah, his most Um, iconic ex in the history of the show. And I know he's like, he's like, I snapped, I snapped. Fuck you, dude. Like, you knew, like, you inviting this
3: girl to this party was going to make her think that you wanted to get back with her. Get back together. But the thing is, and this is something that I've noticed in my watch right now, is, like, Janice is annoying for sure. Yeah. But she's actually a very good girlfriend. She's so like, caring. <laughs> like she's she, so like, caring. There's like an episode, like literally two or three episodes early when they earlier when they first introduced Janice, where like he doesn't get a job that he wants, and she buys him a pair of Bullwinkle socks to match the Rocky socks that he has. That's and it's adorable. like adorable. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's like that is a very sweet thing that like any girlfriend, you'd be like, Oh my god, babe, you love me so much. Like you know, yeah. like I have like And you look at this, you're like, bro. All right, so she has an annoying laugh. Okay,
2: Joey's misogynistic. Ross is annoying as fuck. Like, like the yeah, amount. of- you're surrounding of,
3: like, yourself by terrible people already. Yeah, she can't exactly. be anywhere. Exactly.
2: I don't. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't understand.
3: The Joey, the Joey and single mom story is easily the most forgettable plot point yeah. in this in this episode by by a large margin. Although I guess also yeah, the Rachel one is like. I hate the Rachel storyline. It's and, and so it's, strange. I yeah. don't understand. Like, it literally
2: came out of left field. At one point, it was his name, Pablo? Yeah. I, at one or, point, Pablo wasn't coming home. Then he is coming home. Then he he's misses not. his flight. She gets beat up by some woman at a taxi. We see none of this happen. None. By the,
3: none. By the way. This is all <laughs> tell no show.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like. It's so fucking strange like why is this even there
3: but you know what i do love in this go for it. i love monica's story of of fun bobby the guy oh, the guy that, poor the guy that everybody but i love i love the concept of like oh man this is the guy that's gonna light up a party everybody loves when fun bobby's in the house and then he just shows up he's like so my dad died and it's just <laughs> like <laughs> the most depressing person in the party is the one whose name is fun bobby or whatever it's like i because have you ever had like have you ever had a friend that's had kind of a nickname on that level i don't think to that level no like i remember in college my freshman year of college there was a guy whose nickname was sick dan um (laughs) because because that dude was fucked up like when dan like showed up at a i like and he like leaned into it. Like, that's the thing that I love yeah. about at that time. It's like, dude is 21 years old. He's yeah. got the nickname Sick Dan. So, of course, he's like writing blog entries about like taking a shit in the middle of an apartment complex parking lot because like he couldn't find a toilet or was like. This,
2: was this like around like the peak jackass? Oh, one, this was
3: 2005. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Definitely. Like This was Viva La Bam. This was Viva La Bam that. time. He was like, I remember the very first time that I met Sick Dan, it was on campus, and he gave me a tour of every spot that he had had sex on our commuter campus. Like He's like, there was there, there was there, and I was like, this guy's making up shit. And then, like, I won't say that I personally witnessed it, but, like... Who was having I, sex with this guy? Yeah, but then I would meet girls... Who I respect it. Who absolutely wouldn't say that they had sex with this man if they didn't actually have sex with this man. Yeah. Who were like, "Oh yeah, me and Sick Dan like had sex in the uh, library basement." I am like, "What? <laughs> like, why? <laughs> like, why?" It's that confidence, <laughs> Dylan, that you and I lack sometimes. Just, I don't get it, man. He just wrote. I, I remember understand. my fridge, my fridge at one point, because he would come over to my house all the time. My fridge was filled with stolen sushi from Wegmans. Yeah, Because he would like hold the container in just a way that when he was weighing the container at Wegmans, it like wouldn't register the weight properly and charge him like 15 cents for the thing of sushi or like, oh, no, I think it was it wasn't even that he just walked in with a Wegmans bag and then just loaded it up and would just walk out as if it had been paid for with an old receipt for that amount of sushi. (laughs)
2: Listen, I don't I know how this sounds like I'm backing up a little bit. This is not a, like... Oh, girls only like the asshole guys. They don't like the nice guys. But the guy would shit (laughs) in random places. Yeah. And and write a blog about it. And I don't understand... (laughs) He sent me
3: photos of that as evidence. my
2: option is to have sex with this person who didn't do that, (laughs) or have sex with a person who did do that, I'm picking the person who didn't do that! (laughs)
3: i don't we're just a rare breed dylan
2: any (laughs) amount of confidence in 2005 (laughs) we were
3: in the minority my friend
2: and that's (laughs) the thing like that is such a weird time where people are like yeah that guy shits in weird places he's cool (laughs) as fuck like let's hang out with them
3: yeah, but now and for and real. Now, sick,
2: look at, now look at people. Look at Bam now.
3: Yeah, it was literally one of those situations. I'll I'll tell you one other thing about Sick Dan. God, I hope he never hears this episode because he is a good guy deep down. Yeah. But like, it was like one of those things what where it's up, like, sick Oh, Dan. I hope I it was meet like, you. It was like, Hey, we're throwing a party, and it's like, Is Sick Dan going to be there? And they're like, Yeah, it's like, All right. Like <laughs> like people like like it was like if Sick Dan wasn't going to be at your party, you might not have anybody yeah, coming, to not coming to your party. To your party, Sick Dan's not going to be there. This has nothing to do with any... Th- I don't the, think the...
2: anything has had anything to do with this episode.
3: No, 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 no. I, I'm trying to think how to word this. Okay. I don't think that this is weird. I think it's weird for a man whose nickname was Sick Dan. Okay. Who bragged about all the places that he had sex on a commuter campus and would shit in public places uh, in a disgusting way. Okay. When he eventually got married, he took his wife's last name, which <laughs> is... Not the type of behavior you would connect no, you with would a man who a did sick that. Dan. You yeah, would ex- like, like sick Dan
2: to me is like, I'm not taking your name. Yeah, You're taking you know, my name. Yeah. You're sick. Elizabeth Dan. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's my fun that's Bobby. Sick type Dan story. though. That yeah, was a
2: redemption arc.
3: <laughs> 100%. Uh, the only other note that I have written down, and this is just for whatever reason, again, for a man who has claimed, to not like the show friends, but own six seasons on DVD and have read the tell all book. The one about friends. Yeah. (laughs) When they cut to the party, shiny, happy people is playing by REM in the background, which I believe at one point was supposed to be the theme song for the show friends. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I think they made the better choice. No, I I mean, for sure. The theme song is absolutely iconic as I kicked the show off with the opening line. Yeah. Um, friends again is is definitely a warm blanket show it's certain episodes um there i think there are certain episodes that just piss me off um the we were on a break episode nothing drives me more up a fucking wall
3: but then like i'll tell you what then there's episodes like i just recently watched the one with the prom tape and i legit teared up (laughs) at the end of it i was like oh my god that is just beautiful sitcom writing like regardless on if you like or dislike the show like that is a very well crafted storyline and that episode is really brilliant in the sense of that could be your first episode of friends and they do such a good job of like really establishing where all of the characters are emotionally in the beginning of that episode so that it still works as a payoff whether you watched a season and a half leading up to it or just jumped in on that episode so it's i was like wow this is I, I can see why people consider it the best episode of the show because like it is very well crafted. Um, well,
2: Matt, I appreciate your, the, you did the Dylan thing this time. And that is, I really want to talk about this show. How can we talk about this show? Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I commend you for that. Um, I, I really enjoyed this episode of friends. I, I do have my own issues, but, but I think my issues more stem from like, things like the laugh track where that's just all the shows at this point No, like, i don't that, think it i don't i do not think i think the laugh track in general just has not held up well no for it, any show
3: <laughs> it sucks because even a show that i think is brilliant like seinfeld is hindered by the laugh track yeah. a little bit like it yeah. it doesn't how do i word this i said this about binging before but i'll say it about laugh tracks too like laugh tracks have only benefited mediocre content yeah you know what i mean like it's yeah. If, if you're writing a masterpiece show, great. And, and I've heard someone say that about a binging. They say, like, binging has only ever benefited mediocre television in the sense of, like, if you take a mediocre show, but you're going to binge it in one day, like, great for that show. People sat and watched it. But, like, if you have a legitimately good show like Stranger Things, people will be willing to watch the entire season, even if it's dropping weekly, on a way that they wouldn't for, like, a show that they just feel lukewarm towards. Yep. but they're like fuck it it's on like i guess i'll just keep watching you know what i mean like people will be willing to wait week to week on a show that they care about
2: hey man at this point i'm like really into house of the dragon so
3: yeah and but... i'm fine with that yeah <laughs> i mean i was like listen only murders in the building loved watching that week to week and texting my friends with our theories what we do in the shadows love getting that week to week yeah. everything that disney plus has been dropping i mean she hulk is fucking crushing it i haven't so watched far. it yet like
2: Ooh, I'm sure at, at the time fine. of this coming out, I will have watched it. But oh, at the time the of recording, first... I have not watched it. I, I think week to week TV is is good. I, I, I like week to week TV.
3: I think it's easier for me to deal with, too, because then there's like those days where like Netflix drops like two or three shows that I'm interested in all on the same day. And then I'm just like overwhelmed by it. And then I watch none of them because i can't decide
2: which one look at me what with stranger things like that shit all dropped and it took me forever to to, or or at least the newest season where with again this is coming from somebody i'm sure there are definitely people out there that was like game of thrones fucking ended horribly i'm not watching that shit i never finished game of thrones (laughs) so and and teddy was like i really want to watch house of the dragon i watch it and i'm like i'm fucking in dude like let's let's see what happens next um I'm really excited for. I think is it Ring of Power, whatever the new Lord of the Rings. Yeah, there's the Lord of the Rings thing coming um, soon. I think yeah, that's going to be a weekly as well. So, I'm looking literally
3: everybody it. but Netflix has started to move yeah. to a weekly model. And you'd think with the way that their stock is going, like they should maybe be considering giving people a reason to watch week to week on their <laughs> yeah. platform instead of just watching for the weekend that the thing they want to watch is dropped and then just tuning out for a month and a
2: half. It gives me, and it's so funny because I will also be the same person that admits they're bad at television. It gives me a chance to digest like what I watched where I feel like
3: for me to watch six episodes of six different shows every single week than it is for me to watch a six episode show that dropped that weekend in my brain. Like, yeah,
2: I but can tell we'll you say, right now I can tell you with stranger things. I can tell you the main bits. I can't talk to you about individual episodes where nope. I feel like a show that drops weekly. I can talk about like,
3: because you think certain about episodes. Yeah. yeah. You sit there and you think about it and you do. Well, that's, that's like where the water cooler shows have gotten because that was the other thing that was kind of stupid was that we were at this peak of creativity with our television, but everything was on a streaming model and like, when you have television that great, that's when you have the best water cooler conversations, yeah. as they refer to them, because everybody's watching the same thing and they want to discuss it. To which and I think, like,
2: I, I like that that's coming back. And I think the last little like wave of those shows was like your Breaking Bad's, your early Walking Dead before yeah, that, Mad show. Men yep. for for
3: people, and yeah, Game of Thrones, and, of and Thrones. like. But now we are getting. I mean, obviously. I don't think people are as obsessed with only murders in the building as I am, but like, I don't even know what you're talking about to be. Oh my God. You would love it so much. It's on Hulu. Hulu? It's on Hulu. Uh, It's a half hour comedy. um, And it's written and starring Steve Martin with Martin Short and Selena Gomez. Okay, and, okay.
2: I've heard about and, this. And yeah. Tina
3: Fey. And they are fans of Tina Fey's true crime podcast. Yeah. And then someone gets murdered in the apartment complex that they all live in, so they decide to start their own true crime podcast to solve the murder that happened the murder inside their, their apartment happening. complex. <laughs> 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 and it's, But it's it. very charming. It's very funny. And it's, it is written like an Agatha Christie novel. Really? So you are like like as you are watching it, you are also trying to solve the mystery along with them. And they do a really great job with like red herrings and false evidence. And like, it's unreal. You know, unrelated uh, or unreliable narrators, like all these different things. And it, it reminds me a little bit of what makes me love something like Gilmore girls or parks and recreation, where you have this tapestry of a full apartment complex where you can play with all of these different people who live there. Same way. We're like, Pawnee or like Stars Hollow like all of the townsfolk in those shows almost become highlight characters more than your main characters yeah that very quickly happens with this show too because they're interviewing every person in the apartment complex and now they've done two seasons so like characters who maybe showed up in two episodes in the first season like now the show is popular, so then they just keep showing up to try to get more airtime on the kids yeah. by being like, "I just thought of something else that I remembered that happened." <laughs> like, so like it, it is a very it's charming. You would like it. And I it's, will. I'll definitely check that. It's out. quick and easy. Twenty episodes, twenty two minutes an episode. That's like fucking no problem <laughs> at all. That's easy peasy lemon <laughs> yeah, yeah, squeezy, man. Yeah, yeah. I'll do but, it. I'll do it. But do you, all right, well, Dylan, I'll be there for you, buddy. Dude, when
2: you know when it hasn't been your day. Your week, your month, or, you know, even your year. Mm. I'll be there for you too, man. Merry Christmas.
3: Merry Christmas.
2: What? Oh, whoa!